smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi i am abhinav call and welcome to this edition of mint guru portfolio today we have with us pankaj burarka who is the founder and chief investment officer of renaissance investment managers the investment management firm manages assets of around 1400 crore across the portfolio management services alternative investment fund and advisory services in this guru portfolio series murarka who is a 25 year veteran of the investment industry talks to mint about his financial journey how he started renaissance and his experience of working with investment guru the late rakesh junjunwala let's listen in hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey so first of all uh, can we begin with your financial journey how did your initiation into the stock markets happen i think i got fascinated with uh, stock markets uh, during my early college days i had few friends now this i'm talking about 92 to 93 post the harshad mehta bubble and pre harshad mehta bubble when i was in college <clears throat> they used to invest into stock markets they used to fund our pocket money in the sense whenever we are going out and all of that these couple of friends who were whatever do uh, at that point of time i did not understand much but whatever they were doing in stock market buying selling and they used to fund <clears throat> us in terms of uh, uh, taking care of our college expenses and out of pocket expenses and all that after conversation with all of them that got really uh, got me interested and as i started understanding that i really got uh, excited about i said this is the place i want to build my career into Uh, kind of thing so that is how if you really ask me how did i my interest got into it that is how it got into it my first initial personal investment in stock market was was ipo of ztv it was ipo at 10 plus 30 if i'm not mistaken or something like that and it got listed at 100 rupees or something like that you know so uh, yeah it was phenomenal ki uh, in a matter of like those days ipo allotments used to happen after a gap of 2 3 weeks uh okay. from the time the ipo closes you know mm-hmm. uh, and then it used to get listed after 6 or 8 weeks or something like that that was the total duration of from the time a company got ipo to listing unlike now which happens in 2 weeks so yeah, yeah but it was really fascinating ki i made uh, 6000 rupees uh, i invested 4000 and i got 10000 return so i made 6000 rupees in a matter of 2 months i felt like that time when i made that 6000 rupees i was on top of the world <laughs> uh, what did you study in college I am a chartered accountant. Okay. okay. I am a merit holder chartered accountant. So then after college I pursued my CA. But by the time I got into my start my CA course I was very clear that uh, uh, so once I got into my CA education all of that uh, I was very clear that I don't want to pursue accounting or auditing or taxation which many CAs pursue. I was very clear that I want to get into stock markets or capital markets. When I passed my CA um i was a rank holder merit holder uh, chartered accountant uh, on all india basis so what happens is uh, uh, c instead also as a campus placement mm-hmm. being a rank holder i had a couple of uh, campus offers from couple of companies including uh, hindustan unilever and marico which were paying me a very healthy Uh, salary at that point of time meaning i remember lever offered me something like a package of 3 lakhs per annum which was considered to be one of the best one could get at that point of time 
and I declined that and I joined UTI mutual fund at one third that salary. Uh, you know, because I wanted to get into capital markets and I said money is irrelevant. I just want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And my family was really upset about it because they thought, uh, you know, being a Marwari, that was like a very foolish thing to do. Uh, and were you investing, serious investing at that point of time when you joined UTI? So, uh, I didn't have much money, but whatever little savings I used to have, I guess I, I used to invest. Right. When did a serious investing start happening? I think it happened professionally post I joined UTI. So then I into equity research and then I got into fund management. So that is where I seriously started managing. And UTI was very large. So the good thing about UTI was, uh, despite being, uh, the good thing about UTI was, UTI those days was the largest asset management company in India, right? So it gave you a lot of learnings and exposure at a very early stage in your career, which otherwise one would have not got. So those days, many one did not get paid well in UTI, but I think the learning and the exposure one got and the uh, freedom one got to take decisions, uh, you know, on a large scale in a, managing a large fund and all of that was phenomenal because UTI being the largest AMC used to be the largest shareholders in most of the top 200, 300 companies. So uh, even despite being in the very first year, I was engaging with management of a lot of these companies. I was doing their, you know, plant visit, factory visits. I was, as an analyst, uh, through my recommendations, I was influencing portfolio decisions of a lot of fund managers and eventually I became a fund manager where I was managing a large fund and <clears throat> significant amount of money and that would not have happened uh, at other places because there were no large asset management company. All the uh, other asset management companies were very small in terms of their size and scale at that point of time. Right. So, Pankaj, were you investing in the mutual fund units of UTI or uh, direct stocks at that point? Personally? Yeah. So I used to invest into uh, direct stocks as well. And obviously once I joined UTI, it was into UTI funds. And I must say, even then I had some personal investment. I used to invest uh, personally as well. Right. And you also joined Mr. Rakesh Unjunwala at uh, Rare Enterprises. Uh, So what was the experience like there? What were your learnings? Oh, that was a phenomenal experience because I think uh, because of the wisdom of Rakesh ji and uh, I think he had a vision. 2002, uh, when Rare was set up, uh, late 2001, early 2002, Rare was set up, I was part of that team, which set up Rare. And I think he had the vision and foresight uh, to see how Indian financial markets, stock markets evolved. So Rare was one place which was uh, doing, one which was actively trading the markets, which was also doing long-term investing into public equities where, uh, you know, uh, which was also doing and which was also doing pipes. Those days there were not many. So uh, in India, we had two category of funds, private equity funds and public market funds. Mm-hmm. Pipe funds and all of this middle market funds were not there in India at that point of time. And probably I think Rare was, uh, uh, so there was no one doing any meaningful pipes at those days. There were hardly one or two, I would say there were hardly one or two funds. So Rare was one of those places which was uh, doing public market investing, trading and pipes as well. So we were doing all of those things under uh, Rare and because our capital was private, uh, because we didn't have public money, we were very quick in our decision making. We had a lot of agility. So to be able to do all of that under one umbrella and being part of that and doing all three of them was pretty exciting because if someone joined a private equity fund, you would have just done private equity. If you mm-hmm. work with a fund, you would do only public market listed equities, right? right. Here, 
we were like doing all three of it we were doing we were trading markets as a whatever you call a hedge fund or so called hedge fund we were doing uh, long term investing in public markets like a mutual fund and we were doing pipes and private equity as well so like we were present across all of that and to be able to do that and we during that period we made lot of investments which uh, which have worked very well for the firm and uh, for the firm right and those companies have gone multifold in that sense in terms of their investment returns and so on and so forth right and working with mr junjunwala how was the experience yeah. oh amazing amazing i think the one one was on at one level was his knowledge wisdom foresight and all of that uh, which was really incredible and at the second level meaning he was a person who could have both a short term view mm-hmm. and a long term view on the same stock or a business Mm-hmm. and you could play both the things in the same stock without mixing the two so it's like uh, when you have a many when you get into a stock you sort of have a relationship with that business or a stock right so it's like having being able to have multiple relationship with the same person uh, you know without mixing the two and without screwing it up so he could trade a particular stock at the same time have a long term investment in the stock and not mix the two and i think that whole because Uh, when you are trading the markets or uh, and your lever so uh, and uh, when you are investing these are two diagonally opposite things these are left brain right brain to use both your brains simultaneously and yet make sure that uh, you know one is not mixing the one with others and at the same time uh, being able to invest into private equity and all of that uh, you know so it requires i think a huge amount of bandwidth Uh, foresightness thoughtfulness to to be able to do all of it because else you just end up mixing all of it and just making a mess out of it i think he had a gift of god honestly if you ask me because i have not come across anyone else uh, in my 25 years of career who can do all of this uh, and do it well see question one is ability to do it itself is difficult and then being extremely successful in doing all of it so he was a successful trader he was a very successful investor right in public markets uh, a lot of things are known about his public investments a uh, lot of his private equity investments have done phenomenally well or pu- private equity and pipes have done well so to be able to do all of it and be good at everything is i think that's like you know uh, i think uh, i i think it's extremely challenging uh, for one individual to do all of it in when it comes to stock markets so i think he, he was god gifted if you really ask me and obviously and and finally he was meaning the kind of energy levels he had so because you when you're trading markets you start your day whatever 8 8:30 9 in the morning and then he used to be like as energetic right up till like he used to work late hours uh, so he used to be like as energetic till all through he can carry on till midnight and past midnight and still be at the same level of energy at 8:30 in the morning meaning i always used to find very difficult to keep up with his energy levels and his enthusiasm levels he never lost his spirit or enthusiasm when he lost money so he never let allowed stock market losses to uh, impact or influence mm-hmm. his enthusiasm spirit and confidence so it's not that he he never lost money every investor loses money some point of time or other because markets extremely challenging right, right. but the question is uh, one how much money you lose whether you can afford to lose that or not and secondly whether it has influences your it impacts your emotional wellbeing or not and he had that ability to look at things so dispassionately 
that at times when we lost money also uh, and which happened on few occasions he never let that to impact his uh, confidence or his spirit or his enthusiasm he would still be meaning uh, let's say today he lost money you show him a great exciting investment opportunity where he has to bet big amount of money tomorrow morning he'll still go and bet the money he'll just forget about it that he lost money and he'll just still go and bet on it talking about your current venture uh, what motivated you to start your own uh, investment management firm so that's the dream i had from day one from my started my professional career that someday i want to have my own fund so my view is simple i've tried to bucket uh, my life into four buckets uh, so first 20 years about was learning and education i became a chartered accountant when i was 6 uh, 1 past 20 the next 20 years i worked as a uh, as a professional across few organizations trying to learn the game learn the learn the skill or art i'm in the third 20 year phase of my life where i want to be an entrepreneur in the fourth between 40 to 60 and i want to spend the fourth 20 years of my life as a wanderer uh, you know i just want to be a wanderer i don't know whether i'll live for the fifth 20 year but at least the fourth one i i want to be a wanderer so you are saying that at 60 you will retire i want to be a wanderer once an investor you will never retire but today right. i run the business full time as a full time investor as a ceo and all of that so i want to give up full time responsibilities but as an investor you never give up the game meaning as an investor you will keep investing as long as your mind is working you know as long as you are senile you never give up as an investor but yes i want to give up active ceo role or active being running businesses and you know uh, 9 to 6 9 to 9 kind of a thing and all of that uh and talking about renaissance uh, can you take us through your schemes yeah across our pms and af we have about uh, six we have five and we are in, we've just raised one more funds uh, so what is your current uh, am that you manage so across our pms af and advisory taken together we are about now 1400 crores right apart from the six funds uh, under pms and af you also have a small case scheme uh, no. so how does that work so we have this uh, advisory portfolio on small case platform i think that's again i am very excited about that space i think that will become very large uh, or uh, medium term to long term uh, meaning and we are already seeing some very good traction right uh, supakesh so coming to your personal portfolio uh, how you invested now uh, as in what's your current asset mix in percentage terms uh, So personally I don't invest into stocks directly now for the last 15 18 years except on some few legacy investments because I invest all my money is in all, uh, is always in my funds but I have been at a personal level I have been an equity investor all throughout and through uh, through and through so my portfolio is completely loaded in favor of equities if you ask me in percentage terms uh, meaning I have and does this when you say real estate does it include the house in which I live that also it's it's part of that real estate investment No, no, no. That's a personal uh, consumption thing. So consumption. I'm talking, not, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, so then outside of the house, my I would think that 85 percent of my portfolio is equities. There will be five percent okay. into debt, liquid funds for me, any short-term funds that I might need or family might need at some point of time, and there will be another seven or ten percent which will be real estate. Uh, okay. A couple of real estate investments, uh, yeah, but it's largely, and I've always been a 90% equity investor. You know? Okay. So all through my uh, life. Okay. So zero percent gold and alternative asset class. I don't own any gold. Uh, my parents must be owning. Uh, I don't own, or my wife must be owning. I don't know about that because she doesn't reveal all that to me. 
but i don't own any gold uh, when is the alternate what does that include maybe private equity or uh, new forms of investment crypto no. maybe no no i have zero crypto i used to have some private equity exposure when i used to work with rare because at rare when we used to work we had this uh, uh, policy of when we the firm is making investment uh, all the employees and partners like myself we were allowed to co invest so in the same uh, business at the same valuation at which the firm is investing and all of that mm-hmm. so i used to have private in, uh, private equity then but uh, all of them have matured now so i i, I don't have any private equity at this point of time so all my uh, equity is public equity and that's largely my funds and uh, yeah beyond that this 45% must be debt and 18% must be couple of real estate investment i have and how if you look at the performance uh, over the years and you can start look at the 25 years of uh, timeline how has your portfolio performed in terms of uh, equity and uh, debt and uh, real estate fixed income has meaning it's the as it is expectation of fixed income are not high so it would have done that 5 7% whatever uh, maybe 10 years back it did 9 10% now it does 5 7% real estate i don't actually calculate the value uh, but the yields are very low but um, and some of the real estate invest one of the big real estate investment is very recent last 2 years and that is also because uh, my family believe that there should be some real asset <laughs> so uh, and equities have done well i think i have no complaints i have no complaints so they've done pretty well uh-huh. if we can put it in percentage terms so last 10 15 years most of my money has been in my funds and my funds have done well at at axis some of the funds are the best performing funds uh, in india at uh, uh, so our funds are as i said our first af is now doing on a four year basis is doing a 19% post tax kicker our renson opportunities fund that i talked about pms uh, is doing 22% kicker last 3 uh, years must be between around 18 20% kicker kind of a thing so i have no complaints with my um, equity investment so when we talk about funds uh, we just launched a uh, we just clo- we just closing that fund this month and we launched a very interesting fund and we've raised about 400 crores in that fund now uh, it's called bits yeah bits bits is a uh, bits uh, in a way reflects digital economy in india and it's an acronym for the four underlying themes of the fund which is brand internet technology and science Okay. So my view is uh, uh, we've got very good response for the fund. If you look at India, my view is as far as technology adoption, technology consumption is concerned in India, internet revolution. India is exactly the same place where Nasdaq was in 2002 in US. Last 20 years, the best performing fund worldwide has been I'm talking about public markets, uh, not the PEs and the hedge funds. Public markets, mm-hmm. so which includes your mutual funds and public markets. The best performing fund in the world has been Nasdaq 100 ETF. It's beaten every other fund. in india we don't have a proxy we don't have a nasdaq equivalent exchange because bse and nse overlap each other and the nse 50 index is equivalent of let's say s&p 500 in us which covers all the sectors of the economy and it's a reflection of broader economy unlike nasdaq which is much more tech oriented so we launched this fund which my our view is that this is india's nasdaq so because india don't have a doesn't have a nasdaq equivalent index investors cannot invest into nasdaq 100 etf right do they know index mm-hmm. so we have created this fund which is to my mind proxy to india's nasdaq we obviously can't use the word nasdaq so we acronymed it as bits and now we have a trademark on that name so it represents india's digital economy i am very excited about this fund and this is now our largest fund uh, we already done 400 crores in this fund and probably 
we should yeah uh, we should close the fund at about 500 crores so other thing what we are trying to do uh, when we talk about our funds you no know, one we are focused on delivering superior performance versus mutual funds which alternate mm-hmm. i think alternate platform should do otherwise why would investors leave mutual fund and come to an alternate platform and secondly we are trying to do differentiated products we are not trying to uh, do similar products or replicate the same product because then the whole purpose is defeated right so we are trying to bring sh- very sharp product differentiation and because here the investors are hni ultra hni when we bring that idea across to them they understand it they understand when we explain this idea to our investors they've got meaning really excited we've got some of the biggest family office in india investing to this fund and they mm-hmm. they're really excited about it yeah someone has thought through this that india's gone through that curve what happened what deliver nasdaq delivered returns in the last 20 years india's <clears throat> internet technology ecosystem will deliver that kind of returns and they don't have a dedicated uh, either an index or a fund to play that and we are launching that you know so uh, one strategy over the years that has worked for your portfolio and one that did not one strategy that has worked very well and which i keep always trying to pursue is very simple and we that's our dna is uh, sustainable quality growth at reasonable price so we want to buy businesses which can which are growth which are good quality growth and which is sustainable growth long term growth and if you can buy those businesses at fair price i'm not saying cheap but at fair price so they some of the many of these businesses optically look expensive on the near term valuations uh, uh, when you're buying them but on a longer term uh, you know i am of the firm opinion they are not expensive uh, they optically look expensive on the short term but if you're if you're a long term investor then they are not so expensive and they work beautifully in terms of being able to deliver consistent returns with moderate risk uh, so you always looking for companies which are either business leaders and the more exciting part is when you are looking to invest in a company which you think will become a business leader 10 15 years out so for example hgc bank was a startup in 97 and became a leader in private sector banking so uh, meaning the question is which is the next hgc bank in some of the other sectors the sun pharma was a small company in mid 90s now it's a leader in healthcare in india but lot of companies were leaders 20 years back today have been displaced and i'm of the opinion that given the world is so dynamic uh, and the window uh, for which a company can remain successful it just keeps narrowing down because of the intense level of competitive intensity most of the leaders uh, as they exist in different sectors will be displaced by new emerging leaders over the next 15 20 years so who are those entrepreneurs with uh, you know those kind of great ideas and execution capabilities uh, and where are those kind of entrepreneurs who where is the next aditya puri where is the next dilip sangvi you know where is the next narayan murthy in the industry and i'm sure there are hundreds of them around you know so trying to look around for those kind of entrepreneurs with that kind of a passion zeal competence is the most exciting part of it so uh, you, if you ask me what works what is work uh, is investing into these uh, sustainable growth companies and investing at a fair price uh, fair price doesn't mean cheap a stock at 50p 60p can also be fair price i'm saying one thing which has not worked i must say so two things probably one uh, when i started my career i burnt my fingers in the technology meltdown in 2001 i was supposed to be a tech tech analyst and tech expert but i uh, i couldn't fathom the way uh, that whole world of technology will collapse in a matter of 18 months <clears throat> so professionally i burned my fingers then uh, and which made me which gave me very lifelong lessons uh, you know how to understanding stock market bubbles and how to navigate them and second i think is uh, when the economy went through very sharp uh, slow down in 2012 13 
when we had a 40% currency depreciation in a matter of four or five months, uh, and I was investing into some of the uh, PSC names, and they got rogered very badly because of this whole uh, uh, phenomena of you know people. Uh, what was that doing? Manmohan Singh last phase of Manmohan Singh's time, that the government has frozen or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, policy paralysis. Uh, policy paralysis, and there was a huge amount of, and after that, that whole coal scam, and there was a huge amount of derating across all the PUCs. I didn't have, uh, it was not that I was loaded with them, but I had a fair bit of exposure to them in uh, my fund and all that, and that hurt badly. Uh, from your outlook, you seem like a India bull, uh, but do you invest in international stocks? No, I don't. I don't. My ex boss, uh, Rakesh, used to say, he. इंडिया में खाना इतना इतना टेस्टी है तो बाहर जाने की जरूरत क्या है सो दर इज सो मच ऑफ एक्साइटमेंट एंड सो मच ऑफ यू नो हेल्थी रिटर्न्स इन इंडिया दैट आई एम नॉट सेइंग पीपल शुड नॉट डू इट आई एम श्योर देयर आर ग्रेट कंपनीज आउट एंड यू कैन मेक फिनोमेनल रिटर्न बट आई एम जस्ट सेइंग दिस सो मच शेयर एंड यू कैन मेक सो एक्साइटिंग रिटर्न्स एंड व्हाई एंड आई थिंक या आई एम अ पेरेनल बुल ऑन इंडिया आई थिंक इंडिया इज इन अ द बेस्ट आई थिंक द बेस्ट ऑफ bull market in indian equities lies ahead of us right uh, uh, the best bull market is yet to emerge in india <clears throat> you know meaning rakesh jolo said that and i am a firm believer in that that the best bull market lies ahead of us i feel sad that when that will happen he will not be around i would really miss him uh, and coming now to some personal finance details uh, do you have uh, health and term insurance plan in place yes i have a health insurance for Whatever myself, my wife, my children. Uh, I have health insurance. I had some legacy term insurance, whatever, which my parents had taken. I think they've lapsed, so I don't have uh, term insurance. But yes, I have health insurance. And and the health insurance is company provided or personal? No, it's personal. There's a so it was provided when I show up with Axis. Axis gave us uh, not Renaissance. We give it to our all our employees. uh but i have a personal one also which is over and above that and how many months of emergency f- uh, fund do you provision for and in which form do you keep it uh, maybe 30 months of expenses 2 to 3 years of expenses i believe uh, you know and which is what that uh, and i park those money into uh, short term medium term debt funds okay uh, right and maybe some small bank fds also uh but uh, they must be like Two and a half, three years of my monthly expenses. So that now that I'm an entrepreneur, if I'm meaning if I don't make money, or for some reason uh, something goes wrong, for the next two and a half, three years, my family is like they can still survive. Any lifestyle change that you picked up during the lockdown that will become permanent now? One lifestyle change I did pre-COVID, so which I've done about uh, I started in 2015, so I'm a late starter. Uh, is I've started running, so I do half marathons. I run half marathons. So in COVID, it stopped for a while because the training had stopped and all of that, and it moved to online training and the marath- no marathons happening and all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's picked up again, so I'm into back into it. So and I think that helped me during COVID uh, in terms of my fitness levels and all of that. Not really much, if at all, anything during COVID. I resorted to watching even less of TV and probably devoting that time to reading. You know. So probably now, if you ask me, uh, from uh, my TV watching hours have like almost gone to negligible. I don't watch, uh, you know, TV. So I've given up TV watching, if you, if I can say, meaning except for buying some news channels for mm-hmm. 
minutes in a day in the night uh, you know apart from that i've just given up watching television last two questions uh, first is what does wealth mean to you first and foremost it's financial independence it gets me to do what i want to and it's also financial security for my family uh, and lastly uh, how do you identify yourself as an investor i think i would say a long term patient investor yeah so pakesh i think uh, that's it from my side uh, it was pleasure talking to you pleasure wonderful abhinav you know? That's it for today. If you have any questions, you can write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com. If you want me to cover any specific topic, DM me at @abhinavkolle Twitter. To stay updated on this podcast, follow AC Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to hcsmartcast.com or suno nai nazariye se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.